across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Yes, Audible, the way to learn and listen to books without having to turn a page. Uh, Audible's awesome. I've always been a big fan. I always have several books on Audible that I'm listening to or getting ready to listen to after the next one is done. Right off the bat, I've got a great book for you to listen to. It's called The Surrender Experiment. It's by Mickey Singer, and it's changed my life. It really has. At, at first, I was unsure about it. I thought it might be too spiritual for me, but it really wasn't spiritual at all. It was, but it wasn't. It, uh, this guy's built a company with thousands and thousands of employees, and he's used a different way to make decisions throughout his life, and it's benefited him. And I've actually tried it recently, and it's it's affected me, and it's, it's working well. So highly recommend Surrender Experience, Mickey Singer. Michael Singer. Check it out. Just go. You can listen to this book for free, actually, as a listener of this show by getting a free 30-day membership to Audible. All you got to do is go to audio.hybendigital.com. That's audio.hybendigital.com. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Well, you know that one of my main new gigs is Rebus University. And Rebus University is an online learning platform for real estate agents to learn sales techniques that they might not necessarily teach in a classroom setting and also learn them in a setting of your own home uh, by experts who are doing it every day. And our first product was a certified listing agent course which was eight agents listing appointments, uh, hyper-focused on, re- secretly recorded, and uh, everything made note of and discussed in detail. It's a 10-hour course. We've got over 120 people that are, that are taking it. We've had uh, close to 30 graduates, and the people are loving it. Everybody that's reviewed it has given it five stars. I've got that, and I've got the certified team agent course, which I've built with Jeff Cohn, Big agent at Omaha, Nebraska, going to do close to 700 units this year. Top Berkshire Hathaway agent and just doing some amazing things. Five years ago, he only sold 80 houses. And so again, uh, I say secret, but you know, in-depth is really what I mean. Um, kind of pulling back the curtain of his office, interviewed all of his all of his staff people interviewed him in detail, got several of his inner office forms, things like that. And we're going to offer that in a course. So I've been asked by several people already, is there going to be, you know, are you going to offer a Black Friday special? Is there any holiday discount? So here's what I'm going to say. Do me a solid. Send me an email, rockstar at hybin.com. Rockstar at hybin.com. If you're interested in a, number one, a significant discount, 50% off of the Jeff Cohn course to get it in its beta session, you know, it's, it's, it's first month or so of that I release it, which will be shortly, sometime in the next 30 days. And uh, so send me that email and just say interested or interested in the TLA course or whatever. If you just send hi, H-I, I'll get it and follow up 
on this with you. So I'll, I'll group them together. Also, if you have been interested in the certified listing agent course, and maybe it's too much money for you, too expensive right now because it's the end of the year, uh, also email rockstar at hybin.com and I'll have a holiday discount for that that will be significant that I'll email you a coupon for. In addition, what I'm doing is someone recently asked me if they bought it, if they bought one of these courses and then wanted to buy it for other agents in their brokerage or other agents on their team as a gift, whereas that agent can take it in full and they can get the certificate when they're done and the designation when they're done. Can I significantly discount those? Like, you know, the first one is X price and all the rest are Y price. So I'm going to come up with something. Whereas if you buy the first one and you want to get uh, a certificate for each person on the team, it's, you know, a hundred bucks extra for everybody on the team. Limited time only. That's probably, well, since I mentioned it, that's what I'll do. I'll just say a hundred bucks extra. It'll be limited time. And, and that's probably on both of these courses. So if you just send an email to rockstar at hybin.com, just say you're interested in any or all of this, I'm going to send out private emails to everybody with some discount codes for the holiday. And uh, hopefully everybody have a great holiday and start the new year with some powerful, powerful, powerful tools under their belt to uh, list a lot of houses and or build an incredible team like Jeff's. Thanks, guys. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a special guest today that is going to inspire you. Diego Corzo, who I consider a friend out of Austin, Texas, is an, an incredible real estate agent, an incredible investor, already owns eight houses, uh, 26 years old, and he is what you may have heard about in the news and on the debates and things as a dreamer. He is someone who has come here illegally and has noticed that, hey, yes, in America, the streets are paved with gold. And at 26 years old, he's embraced the real estate sales industry and the real estate investment industry and already bought eight houses. So uh, we're going to find out why and how, not why, but we're going to find out how in this fascinating interview. So without further ado, Diego, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Pat, I am very excited to be here and share my story with your audience. Awesome, Diego. So why don't you just give us a quick bio on yourself so we can get to know you better? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my name is Diego, and I've been, uh, I've been in Austin, Texas for the past three years. I, I moved here because I got a job as a software developer right out of college. But, but in between that time, I started reading books on real estate, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and, and a few other books. So I wanted to learn how to make my money work for me while I was, while I was working in corporate America. Two years later, I quit, and I've been an agent ever since, and I've been also investing. Wow, wow. You make it sound so simple and easy. So first of all, how old are you, Diego? I am 26 years old. Okay. And how old were you when you came to the United States? I was nine years old, just turned nine, okay. in 1999. 1999. And you came to the United States. You thought you were coming uh, for a vacation, right? 
Yeah, so I came as a kid, didn't know what was going on, and uh, we, we came here on a plane legally, but we decided to overstate our visa, and unfortunately, because the situation in Peru was horrible, there's no jobs, no nothing over there, so we decided to overstay our visa and stay in the States. Okay, and then you didn't think anything of it, obviously, nine years old, you just said, hey, you know, because, you know, families move all the time. You, you know, what have you. And then uh, something happened when you turned 16, right? And you, it was time for you to get your driver's license, right? Exactly. Yes. To be as, as a kid, I didn't think any, anything of it until I saw all of my friends, they were getting their licenses. And when, when it was my turn, I go to the DMV and they tell me, hey, we're missing these two documents. So I go back to my mom, I ask her and she tells me, hey, we don't have the, these documents. And that's when I realized what it really meant to not have the opportunities as every American here in the States. Okay. And then eventually, obviously, you graduated from high school. You, you had no problem uh, going to college, right? You graduated from college, and that made you, an, as Obama says, an asset to society. And once you're an asset to society, what does that mean for you? So to be an asset to society, it means that... I can give my time, I can give my knowledge, what I'm learning, and actually put it to work, not sit on my, not sit on the couch and watch TV, but actually help others. And, and uh, obviously, like you're, you're doing now by inspiring them. So the asset to society thing is, is what they call the dreamer, right? Where you're, you're an asset to society. So basically, there was an executive order that said, hey, Diego, look, we're not going to deport you. Even though you're, you came here illegally, we're not going to deport you, right? That happened? Exactly, exactly. And being an asset to, I pay taxes. I've been paying taxes since since I graduated college and I got my first job. But, uh, but going to college too, something that, that I found out, another obstacle was that there were, I couldn't get any student loans. So while my friends were getting 20,000 here or 30,000 there as a loan, I had to pay it all myself. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So that was your first struggle. And then, and then you decide, hey, look, real estate, right, is a means to an end where I can get rich right? And I could build yeah. wealth, right? So you decided to yeah. get into real estate. And before you even got into real estate sales, you got into real estate investing, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I wanted to, uh, in 2013, I wanted to buy a house and rent out the rooms. It's something I call house hacking, uh, which from, I heard an interview from you a couple of weeks ago, and you did that too when you were 23. So yeah, absolutely. Hey, look at that. We have parallel paths. So yeah. tell me what house hacking is. House hacking is where you can buy a house and you live or, or a duplex. But what I do, I do, uh, I buy four bedroom homes and I live in the master and I rent out the other three rooms and the income that comes in from those rooms pay for my mortgage and some sometimes. Wow. Okay. So fast forward to today. How many houses do you own, Diego? Right now I own eight properties. Okay. So how does a guy, right, under the Dreamer Act, 
right? Mm-hmm. That has to pay his own college. He can't get a driver's license. You know, everyone's got tons of excuses why they don't invest in real estate, first of all. How do you own eight houses? Uh, take me back. Give me some specifics mm-hmm. on like how to do this. Yeah. So for as far on the mind, so you definitely have to have a mindset, a mindset that you do not want that instant gratification. And my mindset also that I want to have a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. Oh, so, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, that, that's deep. Okay. So <laughs> say that again. Yes. Okay. So I try not to have a bigger lifestyle, but I try to have a bigger life. Mm. Boom. Okay, keep going. Yes. So by living through that motto, the build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle, I, I was able to control my expenses. So when I moved to Austin, I, rent, I found a room on Craigslist. It was 500 bucks. And I kept a lot of my expenses low, which meant that I could save a lot more money rather than... So to be honest, as an example, I was making around 60000 when I, when I got my job, which to be making that at age 23 was great for me, but I was living off maybe like 30% of that or 40%. And I was saving the rest, saving to invest and tracking my expenses every single month. I was able to save enough to have some cash to buy properties. Wow. Okay. So, so that's step one, right? You're saving the cash uh, nope. for the for the down payment, and then how how are you getting these, right? Because you can't really get a mortgage, right? Yeah. So that was the other problem. I found out that to get a mortgage, I I went through the process uh, to get a loan when I was 23 and tried to buy my first property, and I found out that I couldn't do it. So I was, uh, I was actually really sad because I wanted to own 10 properties by age 35. That was my goal after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was 21. So then I called my dad and I'm like, dad, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is my goal. I wanted to achieve financial freedom this way. And he tells me that he knows of a guy that's selling a house in Florida for 60,000. So he asked me how much did I have saved? I told him I had 25 grand and he had another 25 grand. So I reached out to a buddy of mine. He gave me 10 grand and we bought the house. Hmm. Okay. So my first property actually, it's an out of state property Mm -hmm. that my dad manages it. And what we did is we turned the garage into an efficiency. So it has a kitchen, bathroom, everything. And we rent out the house for $900 a month and the garage for $400. So we are cash flowing around where the gross is $1,300 a month and we bought it for $60. Wow. Those are good numbers. Now, what about the other seven? Like uh, what's your model uh, for those? Because most of those are in Texas, right? Yeah, so I own four, four in four in Austin and four in Florida. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Yeah, so I try to buy the houses following the one percent rule, which is basically if a house is worth a hundred thousand, or if I buy it for a hundred thousand, I want the rent to be at least a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And so like in Austin, Texas, right? Let's talk about those. Now, how are you getting loans mm-hmm. uh, to buy houses in Austin? 
Yeah, so that that is that was a big issue for me because I basically I have to build trust with other partners. So every house that that I own is with a partner or with two partners. We own an LLC. The title it's in their name, the mortgage is in their name, but I am owner, I'm I'm a manager of the LLC. So I'm trusting them, but I've also taught them how to build passive income so it was a two-way okay so so let's dumb this down so you find a a friend of yours let's just say right and you're like Mm -hmm. hey dude do you want to own a rental property and they're like well i never thought of it and you said well i've been thinking about it my whole life so why don't we do this why don't uh you get the mortgage because you are you were born here you have citizenship and you know you can qualify so you get the mortgage right you put it in your name, I'll give you the down payment mm-hmm. and we'll create an LLC that says, you know, you own half of the LLC and I own half of the LLC. Is that kind of how it works? Yes, but we uh, we split the the down payment too. So you split the down payment, mm-hmm. right? So, so essentially you're splitting the down payment. Uh, they're taking on the risk of the mortgage by putting it in their name. Um, mm. Now, are you quick claim deeding the title over to the LLC or is the LLC something that's outside of the of the actual house? The LLC is something that's outside. So all the money that all of the rents, all of that goes through the LLC, but the house is still owned by. And the, le- and the legal paperwork says, hey, Diego, uh, should this house be sold, Diego gets half of the profits? Uh, that's what the LLC says. That's what the LLC not, says. Yeah. So yeah. The, uh, okay. So, you know, clearly, have you talked with a lawyer about maybe figuring out a way to put the house, the title of the house in said LLC? Or is that a pain in the ass because you got to pay transfer taxes on it? I haven't talked to, to a lawyer about that yet, but it's something that is big on the back of my mind. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, it's great that you have the legal work there, but who knows you know, what the piece mm-hmm. of paper is worth. So anyways, yeah. that's, that's good. So at the end of the day, though, you, you've invested your hard-earned cash into mm-hmm. eight houses with partners, and you figured out a way to get the partners to either uh, pony up the cash or, and or sign on the mortgage, and then uh, you guys split the profits proportionally based on the deposits, right? So if you put a half of the down payment down and he put half of the down payment down, you split the profits 50-50? Yes, exactly. We will split the we will split the profits after all is said and done. And then your what you bring to the table is the energy, the 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 understanding of how to do it, that sort of thing. Now, who manages these for you? In Austin, I am managing them myself. Is this only four? Do you it's take only- do you take money for that? No, that is actually what I bring to the table too. Okay, so you bring the management, he brings the mortgage, essentially. You got them. Okay, and that's enabled you to get eight houses. And how much money are you making, Diego, yourself from horizontal income, from passive income, from mm-hmm. these eight houses? In 2016, I have made around 30000 so far off of passive income. Just your portion? Yes, my portion. Yes, sir. Just your portion. So if you already made thirty thousand, mm-hmm. so you might maybe make forty by the end of the year, just passive, at twenty six years old from the eight houses. And now, 
Do you rent these ones out? Uh, some of these you mentioned you rent them out by the room instead of by the whole house? Yes. The ones in Florida, they have a family in there. But the ones in Austin, three of them, I rent them out by the rooms because there are – so there's a lot of people moving into Austin. And a lot of companies are, are here and they're bringing them in every single like every single month there's constantly new hires and i learned that because that's how i moved to austin was because of that so apartments a one-one apartments are now going for around 1200 around the area where i live so i charge five to 650 uh, depending on the size of the room or the house and that allows me to bring in a lot more cash flow so what kind of management headaches do you have with uh, having <coughs> leases on rooms mm-hmm. versus leases on the whole house? Yeah, so there, there has definitely been a few, uh, a few headaches, a few arguments here, here and there. Uh, it does require a lot more work, to be honest. It's not having a family in a house will be, that will be the easiest. But for me, when I'm young, I can do the work. I want to maximize the profits. So a few of the, a few, there's been some where this is the craziest one, but we had a roommate, he moved in and one of his girlfriends ended up having something with another roommate and then those move out and it was just a mess. And there was, I was brought into it. I found out about it, but there was nothing that I could do. But it's definitely on the back of my mind, like, oh man, this is going on in my house. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so like, how, uh, give me a perspective on how much more you'll make uh, renting yeah. it out uh, per room versus to a family. Like, what's the difference? So, so a house that we bought for, let's say, one ninety here in Austin, we could rent it out for to a family for like fifteen fifty or sixteen hundred max. So that doesn't follow the 1% rule. No. But by adding the roommates, we if we rent out each room let's say for 600, then all of a sudden it goes the the gross income it's around 2400 a month. Got it. So 2400 versus 1600, that's that's a major difference. So yeah, that's that's de- definitely worth the extra management for sure. Yeah. And that's why you're profiting. So, okay. So now you're like, Hey, you know, you were working a software engineer, what have you, these real estate agents are making nice commissions. I'm going to get into the real estate sales business a year ago. You quit Mm -hmm. your corporate job. You got into real estate sales last 12 months. How many houses have you sold? So in 2016, so far we've sold 50, 51 houses with the team. Wow. And so how many houses would you say? Well, okay. So let's talk about net profit. So what what have you made on your, you know, in real estate so far this year? So far, you know, first 12 yeah. months, what do you think you made? So far, as far as the active income as a realtor, I have made around 115,000. 115? 115. Okay. So 115 plus another 35 from your horizontal so you've already made a buck fifty. What were you making at the corporate job? My corporate job, I was making sixty-five thousand with the bonus. 
at the end of the year. Wow. Okay. So you've already, um, you know, almost doubled that, or maybe by the end of the year, you'll double that. So obviously that was a good uh, decision, right? Exactly. That, that has been the best investment, I, I guess, right now. Yeah. It's been awesome. So tell me about like how Diego is getting buyers, like what buyers and sellers, what are you doing to make money on the real estate sales side at 26 years old? All right. Well, since I did work in corporate America, there are, uh, while I was working there at, uh, at the company, I met a lot of people. I made a lot of friends. And to be honest, most of my buyers that I brought into the team have been through GM, through the company. That has been the biggest, uh, the biggest pool has been my sphere. And that has made it really easy to work. And it's, and it's a lot of fun where I'm dealing more with friends than with a random client that I met on the street or door knocking or, or an open house. It's just an easier process. So your job was with General Motors. Yes, I was working with General Motors. Okay, and so like, how how do you, what do you do? You just call them up and say, "Hey, you know, you guys know I left, and I'm a real estate agent now. I'm your guy. What what do you do?" Yeah, so they they follow me a lot on Facebook. Uh, I'm very active in social media, and uh, with with the team um, that I used to work with, I still hang out with them. I'm 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 still friends with them, and my focus also has been teaching them how they can do house hacking so that they can um, so that they can actually make their money work for them or get some passive income so my goal is to help them get passive income and it just happens that that turns into buyers and it's it all goes from there that's awesome that's awesome and right now your first year you're essentially a buyer agent slash office manager or something for someone uh victor nino who we've had on the show before who who has had a business for a while right you basically went under his wing for your first year and that's how you've you've gotten started right yes exactly so a lot of so a year he was bringing in he was doing by himself without an assistant without anybody around 45 or 40 deals uh, a year and but it was just him so he was working 14 hour days 16 hour days and when I met him I basically asked him if I could drive him around and just learn on the weekends so I volunteered my time I drove him around I went to meetings and uh, with him wait a minute let's get this straight so you're working at General Motors Mm -hmm. and you're like I'm all about the life, not the lifestyle. I'm going to start learning mm-hmm. uh, from this agent, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to just be his chauffeur exactly. and learn the business. I don't even have a, a real estate license, but at this point, you you were able to get a driver's license, right? Exactly. Yes, I actually got. I was able to finally drive when I turned 23. So that's that was also another obstacle. Is going through life until age 23 without a car that was uh, so at that point you were probably real excited to drive anyways you just wanted (laughs) to drive so you said let me be a chauffeur and and uh, you drove him around and just listened to him talk and learn the business that way huh oh yeah yeah i basically i worked to learn for for a while and that's something that i recommend to a lot of people too and something that i heard from david osborne was that you should only work for two things either knowledge or equity. So at this point, 
when I was when I started to drive them, I was working for knowledge. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Work for two things, <laughs> knowledge or equity, and you were working for knowledge. And now yeah. you've been building, you know, this real estate empire uh, mm-hmm. for equity, right? Okay, wow. Uh, fascinating, fascinating. Now, have you tapped in to the Hispanic market at all? You know, is there anything you're doing with, uh, with, with regards to that being, you know, dual languages, that sort of thing? Yes, some, most of, well, some of our, some of our, our clients are Spanish speakers. We actually invested this year on uh, doing a commercial in Univision, and that has worked out well. We're still getting leads and trying to convert them, but it, but it hasn't been as much of an impact as, as we thought that the TV commercial was going to do. Hmm. Yeah. Well, generally, it's sort of like your advice earlier about real estate is it's getting it's getting rich slow and being patient, and not expecting the immediate gratification. I think, you know, whenever you do any sort of multimedia advertising, it's the same thing, man. It takes a, a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. And you just got to be patient. You don't get that bang where it's uh, like cold calling does, where you will you'll do a hundred cold calls and someone will say, "Yeah, sure." You know, I, I'm thinking about selling. You know, um, it's exactly. uh, it's a little different. It's a little more passive, but uh, a little more slower. But but mm-hmm. understand. Well, this is fascinating. This is very very good. What other advice, Diego, would you have? For like someone out there that has huge aspirations, meaning I, I meet a lot of young people, right? And their heads are flying so high, right? They want to they wanna be Robert Kiyosaki, right? Who owns 6,000 units, right? They want to be him. They want to be the top agent in their company, uh, in the world. And they go to get their license, Mm-hmm. And then they get smacked in the face with reality. And it's just a lot different than anticipated. And so what sort of advice do you have for someone who's, who's listening to these podcasts who may think, you know, I'm going to kill it out there mm-hmm. immediately. You've done it. You've dealt in the last three years, 23 to 26, you've done some pretty big things that I think a lot of people are unable to do. So, so mm-hmm. get, help us there. Yes, yeah, so there's two different perspectives from what I see in this. Uh, on the investment side, I will share that something that I actually learned from you. I don't know if you remember, but we were driving to do the Spartan race. And this was back in 2014. But you mentioned something. I was in the back of the car. But you mentioned that a lot of people focus in the home runs. I'm yeah, a lot of people focus on the home runs, but what they should be focusing is getting to first base, getting to the next base. So I took that in, and that's how that's what I've been applying now in my life is sometimes the home runs will come on their own or just with time. But I would recommend just getting to the first deal, getting to getting to the first client and working towards your second or your second home rather than rather than wanting and trying to get that home run so be more patient and build on uh, build on the success of each step yeah yeah no absolutely it's like that movie moneyball where the yeah. oakland a's 
their strategy became, let's just get the first base. It doesn't matter whether it's a bunt or uh, someone getting balled, you know, four balls because they're so scary looking and they're missing a couple of teeth. So it throws off the pitcher or getting hit by the ball accidentally because they're so fat. doesn't matter how you get the first base. Just get the first base and then another person to first base, another person to first base, and then eventually you're, you're getting... Uh, a run in and that's essentially what you've done you know it doesn't matter that you own 40 or 50 percent of this house you're getting the first base it doesn't matter that uh, you don't own the house uh, fully in your name it's in an LLC you're just getting to first base you know you're doing that first base and that's I did that I've done that a lot with like little houses like you know I'll take a you know buy a house in Baltimore City for 90,000 you know and rent it for 1200 bucks a month that's yep. getting to first base, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, buying an apartment building or becoming the number one agent in the in the world after two years. It's it's getting the first base, getting that sale, you know, doing exactly. what it takes. Yeah, exactly. And on the other side, on the real estate side, I guess on more on the realtor side. So I am part of GoBundance. I I've been part of it for two years so far, and I've learned that. So all of the guys in GoBundance, they're incredible mentors, incredible people, really successful. But I've learned that I cannot compare my chapter one to their chapter ten to where they are in their lives. Mm. It just come as I take the actions, as I take actions towards my goals. Then I get the results and I just continue applying them. But if I go, hey, like I really want to be that guy that sells the 500, 500 homes a year, but I'm comparing myself to them every single day. And then I'm talking to people and I get the doors slammed in my face or something. It's, it's easier to, to be sad or get discouraged. So I just do what I'm supposed to do and I know that the results will come. That, that yeah that's awesome there's a time for chapter 10 and chapter mm-hmm. 10 will happen for diego but mm-hmm. y- you can't expect it to happen today right uh, you're still in chapter one or maybe three or whatever exactly. so I, I love that analogy i love that analogy well listen diego i'm going to put all of diego's information if anybody wants to reach out to him on hybendigital.com backslash Diego Corzo, and that's D-I-E-G-O-C-O-R-Z-O, Diego Corzo. And, and Diego, I wish you the best of luck in Austin, Texas, and selling houses. Keep buying, and uh, I love what you do, brother, and keep it up. And thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to come on the show. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll be more than happy to share anything with your audience. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Bluehost. Check this out. If you have a website you want to host or already hosting and are probably paying too much, they have disrupted the world when it comes to hosting things inexpensively and efficiently. As little as $3.95 a month and you get a free domain name. They host over 2 million websites worldwide. Check it out, uh, listeners to this show. Very inexpensive and efficient. They can get a free domain. So I got a coupon for a free domain for you. Just go to host.hybendigital.com. That's host.hybendigital.com. Over 2 million websites hosted worldwide by Bluehost.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.